almost read my opening prayer for Kol Nidre. Below that is my sermon. So in the midst of everything else that's going on, the High Holy Days, the start of the school year, the onboarding of new staff members here at the shul, I am renovating my garage. I'm doing it myself. Um, I'm building a bonus room for our kids and maybe a quiet space for me to actually get to the writing that I intended to do on my sabbatical. Uh, I had a professor in university who once observed that there are two types of people in the world. Those that like to pull things apart and those that like to put things together. I would definitely put myself in that latter category. I like to fix things. I like to put things together. And I'm sure many of you are the same way. I think this aspect of my personality is why, before I became a rabbi, I used to be a cabinet maker. And I know what you're thinking, carpenter, then rabbi, who does this remind me of? <laughs> but the truth be told, the two functions have a lot in common. Both are concerned with building things and fixing things. As a cabinet maker, I built furniture for function as well as aesthetics. And as a rabbi, I endeavor with my colleagues here and our lay leadership to build a sacred community that functions well for those of us that are here and those that are in those seats twice a year, as well as all that see us from the outside. And as a cabinet maker, much of my time was spent sanding down the rough nature of the wood. In fact, my first four years as an, my first year as an apprentice, felt like four years, my first year as an apprentice, that was all that I did for four hours a day, was just sand things. Kind of like the Mr. Miyagi thing with the... As a rabbi, my job is often to help smooth out the rough spots in life, to help take away some of the hard edges and fill in the nicks and the scrapes that life deals us from time to time. Likewise, just as Judaism has commandments, so does woodworking. The commandments of woodworking are fewer than those of Torah, but as anyone who has ever tried to build something knows, they speak with a similar authority and prescience. The three commandments of woodworking are measure twice and cut once, the right tool for the right job. If it doesn't fit, hit it with a hammer. And if it still doesn't fit, it's scrap wood. I want to take some time this morning to apply those three commandments to the work, the very real work, that we each need to do in this new year. The work of Heshbon HaNefesh and Tikkun HaNefesh, of examining our souls and repairing our souls that Judaism commands us to do annually, in the same way that we must seal our decks and change our vents and paint our walls on a somewhat regular basis. As we examine our past year, let's look first at the commandment to measure twice and cut once. Looking at our past year, our actions and reactions, we need to study the problem before we fix the problem, and not to confuse patchwork with repair work. Sometimes repair itself is not enough, and the challenge is facing our relationships, our relationship with self, with others, with God, require not a band-aid or a quick fix, but a complete remodel, a reworking and a revisioning of how we face the world and ourselves. But we can't forget that second half of the woodworking commandment of the dictum, to cut once. We must eventually and deliberately move from the study to the doing, from measuring to cutting. Thinking on a problem is only one part of solving the problem. I can stand all day examining my treadmill, how it sits stoically in my living room, mocking me with its steadfastness. 
making an excellent hanger for clothing and all manner of things. But at some point, I have to get on the darn thing and start walking. The second commandment, the right tool for the right job. I must have two dozen different screwdrivers on my workbench at home, just as I must have nearly the same number of different prayer books on my shelf in my study. And I know what you're thinking, Jews with tools. What does a rabbi need with so many screwdrivers? But in truth, the reason for both are actually the same. Each is just slightly different enough that one may be better than the other for a particular task. The ongoing work of living a life of meaning and of purpose is to bring our diverse and extensive resources, our years of experience, of lived experience, to bear on the challenges we face. We have the tools, we do. We have the tools within us that we need to fix the problem. And if we don't, well, synagogue can be Home Depot, a Home Depot for the soul. Through prayer, study, and deeds of loving kindness, we will find the tools that we need for the job at hand. The third commandment, if it doesn't fit, hit it with a hammer. And if it still doesn't fit, it's scrap wood. Sometimes, despite the best laid plans and most precise measurements, things just don't come together as planned. We invest so much time and so much energy, and it still doesn't work. And it's then that we must try harder. And even after trying harder, if it still doesn't work, then we can scrap it and start over again. And out of our scrapped and broken pieces, just like the broken fragments of the, of the tablets of the Ten Commandments, may be a foundation for our new design. The most satisfying feeling when building something with your hands is to be able to stand back from it at the end of the day and look at what you created. And say, I built that. The hardest part is to look with a critical eye at that same creation and see that it doesn't work or that it doesn't fit or didn't come out right. If we are committed to lasting change, then we will want to make lasting repairs, to build things that last. The prophet says there is a time to tear down and a time to build up. Sometimes you must start over in order to do it right. As a congregation, as a community, as individuals, we must be bold enough to look at old problems with fresh perspective. Einstein's definition of insanity comes to mind, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. What in your life have you been hammering away at so long that it's no longer recognizable? Beyond beating it into submission, have you beaten it and yourself into a pulp triangle? It's okay to throw it out. It's okay to chuck it and start over. Our Kol Nidre liturgy reminds us that if, after honest reflection, we find that we are not able to fulfill a vow, a promise, then we are absolved from it. As long as we acknowledge that inability and learn from it the next time. I should clarify, promises made to others, there's the whole process of tshuva. Here I'm talking about promises to ourselves. And I would add two more commandments of building that apply to the building of a life and a person. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And always read the instructions. Not everything is broken. There are good things in our lives, in our relationships, 
the squeaky wheel gets the grease. But we need to acknowledge that other parts that are working they, just as they should, we need to service them so they continue they perform well, but we also need to appreciate them as they are for what they are doing. See the donut, not the whole. The Torah and the whole of Jewish learning, it may not be good for a lot of things, as history, as science, but it is an excellent instruction manual for life and relationships. Even when its advice is incongruent or arcane with our world today, there is something in it to tell us and to teach us by its example and its narrative. Rabbi Ben Bagbag, that was his name. I've got to get a cool name like that. Rabbi Ben Bagbag taught. Turn it over and turn it over and turn it over again. For all of the answers and all the questions are within it. I sometimes look the same way at a piece of furniture or of hardware from Ikea. I look at it, and I look at it, and I turn it over, and I turn it over, and I have no idea what to do with it. And then I read the instructions, and all is revealed. It all makes sense, or sense enough, that I can begin to try to put it together, to try to repair, to fix things. Can you hear us all? May it be God's will. Amen. Our service continues with Elenu, page 586.